What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week we are coming at you guys with part two of our Freddy vs. Jason month-long face-off thing, whatever we want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> and we are watching Friday the 13th, part two. Yes, we are. The Rise of Jason. Yes, and his potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like Dwight Schrupa with potatoes instead of beets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, what have you been up to this week? Uh, not too much. Uh, I haven't really watched too much. Uh, pretty much the only thing I watched this week uh, is Liar Liar. Very nice. Had uh, itching to watch that on Friday, and uh, but he had never seen it before, and she's in that world of uh, of law, so I figured she would like it, <laughs> and uh, she loved it. She was laughing pretty hard through the whole thing, and that movie's fantastic. <laughs> Where does that rank on Jim Carrey movies for you? Ah, oh, that's a tough one. Probably. I'd say like top three. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. Uh, sorry. No, 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 no. Comedies or like just Jim Carrey in general? I'd say just Jim Carrey in general. Oh, okay. Then I'd say probably like five or six. Okay. That's um, fair. Yeah. Yeah. I do like most of his uh, more serious movies as well, apart from number 23 but <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're a big fan of uh what's that one eternal sunshine aren't you yeah yeah, yeah. and um uh blanking the, the tv one where he's on tv oh the truman show truman show yeah yeah that's, yeah, that's good um yeah and then uh joe bob was back on friday yes so i Watch most of the first movie. I kind of started falling asleep, um, but it was Mother's Day, which uh, I've never seen before. It's my first trauma movie as well, mm-hmm. and I actually really liked it. Um, the beginning was kind of slow, but once it got into the the movie itself, I, I was having a pretty good time. Mm-hmm. The um, the two brothers in it are just like hilarious <laughs> <clears throat> there is like a rape scene in it which is like kind of disturbing and uh um who was on it there's a guest director on it on eli roth eli roth yeah. <laughs> sorry i can't think today um and he was even saying like that's one of his favorite movies but you know you can never really like a rape scene but it wasn't terrible but um mm-hmm. well and yeah, he's like the king of fucking rape scenes yeah yeah and uh, I didn't stay up for the other two movies. I don't even what know what else he played, to be honest. Um, he played three movies? He usually does. I thought he only did two. Holy shit. Oh, maybe it is two. I thought it was three, but... Because yeah, I saw maybe. his post, Joe Bob's post on Instagram today or yesterday, and it was uh-huh. just the two movies. Okay, so maybe it was two movies. I'm pretty sure they've done three in the past. Uh, like for Christmas, I think they did three, but anyway... Um, and then last night, our boys and girl at uh, <laughs> horror, mo- horror Movie Crew did a watch party, and we watched um, The Toxic Avenger, which was another <laughs> first watch for me, and that movie is amazing. 
<laughs> uh, in like a light sense of the word. Yeah. Like it is probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but it was such a good time. Oh yeah. my God. It was so ridiculous. And you fucked off pretty early too. I did. There's probably like only like 10 minutes left in the movie, but didn't even say yeah. bye. We all thought you fucking died. I know. And... I, know. I was uh, under the influence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh yeah that's pretty much it been um yeah i'll leave it at that all right cool cool what about you um i also joined the watch party last night watched the toxic avenger not a first time watch for me that's that was one of my favorite horror movies growing up um (laughs) it's just it's so like off the wall and fun to watch and it was great to watch it with a group of people yeah and uh fuck did you have a rough day today i did i didn't really sleep well today so you didn't sleep well today like last night okay. and i didn't take i didn't take a nap <laughs> i didn't take a nap today so holy yeah. 30 going on 65 i know fuck <laughs> i know i was uh i was typing out my notes for tonight's episode earlier and i was sitting on the couch and we just finished eating supper and my head kept doing like the flip back onto the back of the couch. Yeah. (laughs) Sarah kept yelling at me. I don't know why I'm so tired today, but uh, what else did you watch this week? Um, I took your advice and I finished the first episode of invincible. Yeah. Holy fuck. (laughs) I know. Right. Dude. I, I, my mind was blown. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Insane. Right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like the violence like like oh my god man my mind was blown it was yeah, insane i it definitely came out of nowhere <laughs> yeah just like head smashing everywhere eyeballs popping out like and it oh. was not like quick it was probably like a eight minute scene yeah it was wild though i yeah i got about halfway through the second episode and then i ended up shutting it off but uh nice. yeah it's a fucking great show from what i've seen so far now <laughs> yeah 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 and the cast is amazing There's yeah so many good characters in it mm-hmm. actors um what else have i watched not a whole lot i've watched some things here and there but yeah nothing too crazy we have one episode left of yellowstone before uh we're all caught up now nice um yeah, this last episode that we watched today was pretty fucking wild, so I'm excited to watch the finale. Sick. Yeah, uh, we've actually been watching uh, Ink Master. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime, so we've been watching that. Um, we're almost in the third season now, so. Oh, you went right back to the start. Yeah, yeah, and there's like 11 seasons, too, yeah. so. Um, it's a fun show. Definitely. I used to watch it religiously and then I kind of stopped after a little yeah, while. Yeah, like on the, every episode, they're like, okay, go to spike.tv to vote. And it's like, <laughs> man, I miss Spike TV. Yeah. Uh, what else did I do? I guess, what was it, Friday night? Yeah, Friday night, um, Michael from We Love Horror, him and I uh, linked up on the PlayStation and we rocked a few games of Friday the 13th. Nice. Um, yeah, it's a fun game. I'm definitely going to start streaming it. Cool. And uh, you and I should play it at some point too. Yeah, I got to download it or buy it. I don't know if it's uh It was free right now. I got it for free. I can't. I think I already had No, yeah, I already had it. 
but I feel like I got it for free whenever I first downloaded it. I don't know. Yeah, I think I I think it was free one of the months. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michael got all pissy because I killed him a couple times, but <laughs> he's being a sore that's loser the, today. That's the name of the game. <laughs> he's telling me today that he let me win. Oh, okay, classic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, other than that, not a whole lot. Um, yeah, pretty boring week. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. All right. So I've been slacking on getting some promos from the content creators corner. So I'm going to do another random rewind this week and, okay. uh, we'll see who we get. All right. Listener beware, you're You're in in for a scare. I'm Andy. I'm Alyssa. And we are the co-hosts of Say, Podcast, and Die. A podcast about the Goosebumps books. We are revisiting this iconic series from the 90s, starting with book one and going all the way through. The fears, the frights, the foods, the fashions. There's so much green spandex. Whether you're saying cheese or dying on your hairiest adventure or you're a blob that ate everyone. Whether you just like hanging out with evil sponges or spending terrifying nights in terrifying towers. If any of those apply to you, you might be a goose punk. You can also check us out on Instagram and Twitter at SayPod and Die. We put up new episodes every Monday and you can find our podcast wherever you got this podcast. We hope to be scaring you soon. And without further ado, Let's hop into our episode. Let's do it. So like we said in the intro this week, we're talking about Friday the 13th Part 2 from 1981, the continuation of the killing spree at Camp Crystal Lake, sort of. I guess it's not really at that location in this one, but it's close enough. Yeah. They say they're on the same lake, but it's not Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. Which was kind of confusing, but. (laughs) They're at a campsite (laughs) like a little further down. Yeah. Uh, For the synopsis, Mrs. Voorhees is dead and Camp Crystal Lake is shut down, but a camp next to the infamous place is stalked by an unknown assailant. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Unknown assailant. I wonder who that could be. (laughs) Potato sack head. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This movie was directed by Steve Miner. He is known for directing movies such as Warlock, uh, House, which I had no idea that he directed. Um, He did Friday the 13th Part 3, Lake Placid, Halloween H2O, and I think he did nine or ten episodes of The Wonder Years, the TV show for back in the day. And he's been a part of some other movies too, but these were the big name ones. Um, 
I bring it up later on too, but uh, Tom Savini wasn't a part of this one um, for the, right. for the special effects, but uh, yeah. they brought on Stan Winston for this. And if you look at his resume, like he is off the charts with the movies that he's done. Oh, really? Yeah. He did like Jurassic park, T uh, T2, um, oh, like a whole bunch of fucking unreal movies. Damn. But yeah, I talk about that a little bit later on because, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, as for a cast list, we have Amy Steele, who played Ginny. And she was in April Fool's Day, which is a movie that we did a little while back. Well, fuck. Yep. A, a year ago now. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> a year ago. We released that last April 1st. Damn. Fuck. Time flies, she- man. It does. Was she the main girl? She played Kit. Yeah, I don't so I can't, remember. Yeah, I can't remember either. Because that was the first time watched for both of us. So Yeah. And if I remember correctly, neither one of us really liked it. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone else seems to love that movie. Yeah, we thought we were going to get shredded for that one. Um, but yeah, other than that, Amy Steele hasn't been in a whole lot of other things, like some random TV shows, like episodes on TV shows, like not even like a, a reoccurring guest or anything like that. Uh, next up is John Fury or Furry. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's F-U-R-E-Y. So we'll say Furry. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it sounds funny. Uh, he played Paul. Um, he's a, He used to be like a soap opera actor. So he was in a bunch of episodes of Days of Our Lives and All My Children. And then again, just a bunch of random ass episodes and TV shows. And I didn't know who to put for a third cast member because, like, besides Amy or Ginny and Paul, like the other ones are kind of in and out yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. But uh, I picked Ted just because he's kind of like the most colorful character. Yeah. Um, he's basically uh, <clears throat> what's Buddy's name that was in the first one that dressed up like an Indian. Oh yeah, yeah. He's basically like he played like the class clown kind of character. Yeah. Uh, this movie was actually his first role, hmm. and he was also in Christine, and then again a bunch of fucking random TV shows. I don't know what it is with these first two Friday the Thirteenth movies, but like basically everybody that's been in them, besides like obviously uh, Bessie Palmer, like a lot yeah. of people haven't moved on to do much else. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Does Stuart look like anyone to you? Melvin from the Toxic Avenger? I don't know. Who, right, it does. Who? Uh, Linguini from Ratatouille. Oh, okay, okay. That's where your name's coming from. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll take a picture of this so people know what the fuck we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> um. And lastly, I have uh, Warrington Gillette, quite the handle. It is, yeah. And he played Jason, but only kind of. Uh, he he played Jason whenever we see him without his mask on at the end. Oh, okay, okay. And then throughout the whole movie, it's uh, fuck, I can't remember the guy's name. I forgot to write it down. But he's a uh, he was a stunt man. And he played Jason throughout the whole movie and he didn't get credited for it. So he's all pissed off. Really? Yeah. So wow. I, like Warrington Gillette was the only one that got credited for Jason. 
Huh. And then even like the opening scene where we see like the foot, the feet go across the street that it's like implied that it's Jason. That's yeah. actually a female that's doing that. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. But uh, so, yeah, that was cool. it. And we also uh, had the return of. Uh, uh, fuck. What's his name? Hold on. I'm looking it up. Walt Gorney. There we go. It's All right. Crazy Ralph. Yeah, Crazy Ralph. Um, I did have a couple other mentions. Okay. Um, Russell Todd, who played Scott, mm-hmm. he was in uh, Chopping Mall. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I recognize from him. And Tom McBride, who played Mark, mm-hmm. um, he actually died when he was only 42 years old. Oh, shit. Um, so I guess he was an openly gay man, and he unfortunately passed of AIDS. Oh, wow. In 1995. Shit. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah, it was sad, because he was probably my favorite character in this movie. Mm-hmm. He was the, the one in the wheelchair, right? Yeah. Yeah. I read some trivia on that because the girl that played his girlfriend Uh, or like, yeah. So the actress that played her had like a real life crush on him and yeah, she had no idea that he was gay. Huh? Even though he, uh, he may not have been open about it at that time. Sorry. At that time. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a little bit of trivia for the cast as well. Okay. Um, the uh, here, where is it here? I don't want to paraphrase because I want it to. So originally, the sex scene between Sandra and Jeff was longer and included full frontal nudity from actress Marta Kober. But when Paramount Studio discovered that she was only 16 during the timing, the time of filming, the nudity was edited out and the film was destroyed, according to producers anyway. She was only 16. She lied. She pulled a Mila Kunis and lied about her age. And they shot a full nude, like fully frontal nude sex scene of of her. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so I looked it up and she was 18 at the time of the, that the movie got released. But yeah, while they were filming all that, she was only 16. And the guy who played Jeff uh, during filming he was mm-hmm. 28 years old. That's kind of fucked up. Right? Yeah. Because, like, take the sex scene out of it, and he's still, like, they're kissing throughout the whole movie, like, making out. Yeah. He's, like, yeah. grabbing her ass, and, like, it's, yeah, it's fucked. Wow. I was tell- uh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Sarah about that. I'm like, could you imagine how he felt after, like, finding that out? Like, Fuck. I mean, still, even if she was 18, like, how, yeah. how old she said that she was. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't get how that happens. Yeah, I don't know. They somehow forged their IDs or what? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it was 1980, so. Yeah. And uh, during our first episode, or during our episode on the first movie, I mentioned that Adrian King, who played... Uh, um, Alice. Alice in the first movie. She uh, 
she didn't act on screen for however many years afterwards. It was like, what was it like 25 years or something or 15 years? I think it was a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so I found out why, um, after the release of the first Friday the 13th, she had numerous encounters with an obsessive fan. The situation escalated into a stalker case and she decided to avoid any further acting opportunities. And she had not done any on-screen film work since and has done voiceover work on several films for, uh, more than 15 years later. Huh. Which... That's crazy because uh, I watched um, a special feature on the today on the DVD and it was about like the horror conventions. Yeah. And like Adrian Keene is still going to those conventions. So mm-hmm. you would think that there would be more crazy people at, the, at those things then. Yeah. You would assume, but like this fan, like broke into her apartment and like stalked her constantly, like to the point where she feared for her life. That's wild. So it's kind of understandable. All right. Crazy. Indeed. Ready to talk about this movie? Oh, ready to (laughs) say (laughs) they're sitting right in front of me. I don't understand why I forget every single time. Ready to crack them? Yes, I am. That's a little uh, podcast on Elm Street ASMR. Um, I am drinking a Flying Monkeys uh, Sparkle Puff Triple IPA. Okay. Pretty creative <laughs> with their names. They are. They what, are. Is it just like a, it's not a flavored one or anything? No, no, it's just strong as fuck. Nice. With what a name like Sparkle Puff. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sarah was drinking a Reinhardt's Red Apple Cider. And she only drank half the can, so she gave me permission to finish it. Wow. <laughs> She's like, you can tell all your podcast listeners that I let you finish it because you always <laughs> steal my alcohol. <laughs> um, and then after that, I have a twisted tea that I have to open up. Nice. Just a regular twisted tea? Just a regular twisted tea. Very nice. It's Very starting nice. to get warmer weather up here in the great white north, so it's time to bust out the wow. summer drinks. Don't get so far ahead oh, of yourself. Oh, I know. I saw the fucking weather it's report. supposed to snow this week. <sighs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was bound to happen to get April snow. We always do. That's true. I would prefer it on like April 1st or 2nd, not halfway through the month after we've had 20 degree weather. Yeah. Yeah. Or for the American folk. I don't know what that would be like. What? 75 to 85 maybe? Yeah, I think you you double double it, then add thirty. I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But anyways, it's warm. It's been warm. It has. All right. All right. So now, do you want to get into this movie? Yes, please. All right. Uh, so for this one, I strongly dislike the first half compared to the second half. Okay. Um, I just found like the opening, especially like the opening recap. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your thoughts were on it, but I felt it was way too long. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just feel that way because we just watched the first one. Yeah, I think if there was like a year in between us watching it, like how the people that would have watched it when it first came out 
felt it was probably like nice, but I mean, we just watched the first one last week. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I mean, they they play so much of the first movie. It's I don't know. I felt it dragged on way too much. Like it it went on for almost seven minutes. Is that how long it was? Yeah. 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 And I didn't like Adrian King's acting the first time I watched it. So what was up with the groaning in this? <laughs> like her having the nightmare in the bed. Yeah, she's having these orgasmic groans while she's having a nightmare. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck? She's turned on by fucked up Jason. Apparently. Or Pamela Voorhees. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what she's into. But I feel like because they had two recaps pretty much. Mm-hmm. Because at the one at the campfire, uh, who is it? Paul. He's pretty much telling the entire count, like all the counselors, what happened to to Jason and to Alice. Yeah. So I feel like they could have gotten rid of either one of them. Or maybe toned down the opening recap a bit more, maybe. Yeah, just showing it like a little bit, like slight flashbacks to show that she's having the nightmares about it. Not like a full segment. Like the movie's only an hour and 22 minutes long and they wasted, like you said, almost seven minutes of it just rehashing the first movie. Yeah. It's basically like the Evil Dead 2, which I'm such a big fan of. They are not. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I found it weird that like Jason was just like randomly walking through a town as well. I was just about to ask that because in the first one, Alice says that she lives in California because the one guy was going to drive her back to mm-hmm. the bus stop. Yeah. And yeah. And then Alice, I'm guessing she's back home because she's like talking to her parents on the phone and stuff like that. Yeah, and then she ends up getting killed by well, Jason. We assume it's Jason. Yeah, you just see a hand with an ice pick. Yeah, so I th- I think what they should have done for Alice is like instead of her getting killed, like at like wherever she is now. I think maybe I don't know if she I don't know if she should go back to the campsite or maybe like make it like five years later, like. Like these, like where it takes place now, mm-hmm. and she's back at like doing camp counseling or something like that, or, or like being the assistant to Paul, and kind of bring her back in that way rather than just introduce another final girl into the movie. But would that make like would anybody in their right mind return back to? Yeah, that's the place. That's why I was kind of going back and forth with like how. Maybe they could have done it a bit better. Like, it's not terrible. Like, I don't hate it, but. I feel like it's almost like, well, no, it's, um, I don't know. I was going to say it's almost like Scream 2, where, like, Sydney's gone away to college, and then she starts getting the phone calls again. But it's, I don't know, it's a different killer in Scream 2. But I was thinking, like, if Jason somehow got into the hospital that they were keeping her in or something like that. Yeah, I like that route better. Like pull a Michael Myers and kind of like breaks into the hospital because that's more believable because that would like she would be in a hospital close to Camp Crystal Lake, you would assume. Yeah, because she wouldn't think that she would be living by herself. Like because the end of the first movie, she is. It seems like she's gone crazy, right? Mm -hmm. So they 
I don't know, maybe they should have put her in like a mental institution or something like that for a few years. And then Jason comes there and he has his uh, battle with Michael Myers. (laughs) (laughs) The crossover we never knew we needed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I do like that route better, though. Mm -hmm. I didn't like hate the beginning of this movie, but it just was kind of boring to me because we just watched the first one. That's probably what that's probably what it was. Well, yeah, that and like I have it in my in my reviews later on, but like the first like I'm going to say like 25 minutes is basically the exact same movie as the first one, just with different characters. Like it's yeah. the same plot, like it, it's a group of young counselors with one leader. They're going and they're opening up this camp that's been shut down for a while. They're fixing it up. Yeah. And they get stalked by an unknown killer. Yeah. Like it's literally the exact same right down to the fact that there's a fucking creepy lead counselor in a relationship with his assistant. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot more characters in this movie too. There is, but we don't like, cause they all fuck off halfway through the movie. So we don't see, cause whenever they all started rolling in, I was like, Oh shit, it's going to be a bloodbath. I know, because I, I didn't like look through all the names on IEVs. I was just going off what the subtitles were. Mm-hmm. And then at the one scene, whenever Ted is like cooking the hot dogs, and there's like, I don't know, easily 15 people. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, I'm not going to keep track of all these names. But then <laughs> a lot of the the characters don't even have names. Like they're, the one guy was literally like on the dock with them all and just has the subtitles like, man yelling or something stupid like that. Uh, okay so like someone that didn't even have names i don't think mm-hmm. um well, we see crazy ralph again we do we do tells, tells them, them that uh yeah they're, they're all doomed, doomed. <laughs> <laughs> whatever jeff was getting his his truck towed did you notice how fucking fast the guy was like running to get all hooked up yeah because they probably needed to get it done in a certain amount of time <laughs> yeah I meant to write down what uh, Ted said too, but I forgot what I forget what he said because he, he was playing a prank on them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like whatever. I thought it was funny whenever they're driving to the camp and there's like a log that fell in the road, <laughs> and they're like moving it, and Sandra just says, "This place is spooky." And then just walks off into the woods by herself. I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> oh, spooky. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I was laughing whenever they all get to the camp and uh, Paul, who's like the leader, he's explaining mm-hmm. how like camp counseling is a serious job. And the main danger is going to be like, he said, don't worry or don't listen to what the, the townsfolk say. Like the biggest danger out here is bears. So make sure you make sure you lock up all your food and throw away the garbage regularly and women uh, properly dispose of your feminine hygiene products. Yeah. He said, keep clean during your menstrual. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. And all I could think of it was that scene in Anchorman. Whenever Steve Krell's like, <laughs> the bears can smell their menstruation. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I felt like this movie because the last one we talked about the uh, what 
fuck, I can't think of words today. <laughs> they got like the jock and the the slut. Oh, like the the horde, like the tropes, like the slash. The tropes, tropes yeah. Too. I feel like in this movie it was much more tropey. Absolutely. Um, because I don't know what Scott is doing, but he's probably the creepiest out of them all. Like I don't know what he was. He the one with the slingshot. The slingshot, yeah. yeah, yeah. And at one point, he steals Terry's clothes, mm-hmm. and yeah, Man, Terry was a babe. I too. was gonna say she was a fox. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. What did you think about like the the campfire scene? Whenever he was explaining like Jason to them all. Like, did you think that was needed or do you think it was right? I think it was, I don't think it was needed to like push this. Well, I don't know. I was going to say like, it might not have been needed to push the story forward, but it also like kind of made the hairs on the back of their head kind of stand up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, the way he was telling it and describing the events that happened. Like, I feel like that would have been enough to kind of freak some of them out and keep them on edge throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. But then it all gets torn to shreds whenever Ted comes out. Yeah. And I was thinking too, during the movie, like before this, um, like how far ahead is this from the second one? Um, Because Jason comes out of the water at the end of the movie. And I thought, I didn't wasn't sure if that was just her dreaming it or if it really did happen. Mm-hmm. But I guess it kind of did happen because this is five years later. So yeah, Jason is probably I don't know he was probably maybe thirteen or twelve years old. Yeah, when he drowned. Because in this one, he's like a fucking monster of a man. He's huge. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Paul makes reference that like now he's a grown man mm-hmm. and he's been living in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. And no one really believes him. It's just mm-hmm. like a story that's happening. Yeah. I liked, uh, like whenever Ginny shows up, cause she shows up late mm-hmm. and then Paul gets her in shit and he, then he starts like being creepy with her and he was like, Oh, I was really worried about you. And she's like, yeah, I'm sure you fucking were. But, uh, it sets up the end of the movie with her shitty ass car because she can't get it started to move it into the garage. No. Um, cause he tells her to move it. Cause it's start- what do you say? It's starting to look like a Burger King parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cause there's one car out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she can't start it at that point. And then later on towards the end of the movie, she can't start it again mm-hmm. when it's like kind of a crucial time. Yeah. And uh, we get our first, well, not first kill, but our first kill in, um, I guess, five years later. Poor Ralph goes. Yep. He gets, uh, he gets strangled. And I don't know what he was doing there. Like, what was? <laughs> he was just fucking creeping around, peeking in the windows and shit. Yeah, just fucking lingering. <laughs> And like we still don't see the killer at this point because Ralph's like hiding behind a tree, and then Jason, 
who we all know is the killer, obviously he comes up on the other side of the tree. So the tree's like blocking him from our view and he mm-hmm. strangles him around the tree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why Terry brought her fucking dog either. I was wondering that too. Like, I didn't know if it was like an anxiety dog or something like that, but I mean, I don't know, but yeah, it was like a little Shih Tzu. Yeah. Named Muffin. Muffin. Yeah. And, uh, that was something that I wanted to bring up. Like whenever she loses the dog, mm-hmm. cause the dog runs away at one point yeah. and she's searching through the woods for like, she's just calling muffin muffin. And all of a sudden Ted's like, Hey Terry, lunch is ready. Okay. Yeah, I'm coming. She spins around and fucking leaves <laughs> to go get a hot dog. Yeah. I was like, you're not that concerned about your dog. If you're going to just run back and get a hot dog. No, not at all. Oh man. Um, and then the uh, the cop sees Jason or the sheriff and uh, chases him into the woods. And this chase went on for way too long, dude. This was so stupid. Like the guy just kept fucking stopping and like take a breath. Yeah, <laughs> and keep going. It's, it's like parkourers it, over some rocks and shit. Yeah, is this really like? Do you really need to try and catch this guy? Like what? They didn't really do anything really. Right? No, you just saw him run across the road. <laughs> but this is already, this was after he catches, uh, uh, Jeff and, um, fuck the one that I was talking about earlier, Sandra, Sandra. Sandra. Yeah. He yeah. catches Jeff and Sandra going to the old cabin at Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. Cause Sandra wants to go check it out. So mm-hmm. she can tell her friends in the city that they went to see it. Yeah. And Jeff is kind of having second thoughts and she kind of convinces him to go. And then they see, I mean, it looked like a dead muffin to me, mm-hmm. but I mean, spoiler alert, it, it wasn't <laughs> muffin, but it looked like muffin a lot. Yeah. And like, where did this dog come from? The one that's dead. Because it was clearly another Shih Tzu. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was an identical dog. <laughs> Same color and everything. The only thing it didn't have was the ribbon in its hair. That's true. That's true. Uh, so the cop gets to Jason's little fucking shed mm-hmm. house thing. And um, would you stay here for a night? Just to say that I did or do I get something out of it? Uh, just to say you did. I don't know. Yeah. Uh... Do I know what's in the back room of it? Like the shrine? Yeah. No, but the toilet's the exact same. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's true. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I would. I don't know. Nice. I think I would too, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's a rundown. Fuck. Like he obviously built it himself. Oh, Uh, definitely. It's very shoddy worksmanship but i mean he may do us what he had and i don't know if it's good enough for jason it's good enough for me mm-hmm. so now there's a bunch of counselors going into town to have some drinks because this is the last night that they can kind of uh go all out apparently mm-hmm. so the people that are staying behind are uh, Sandra, Jeff, Scott, Vicky, Mark, and Terry, I believe. Yeah. And the rest are, uh, 
going to town. Well, Ginny and Paul stayed back too. No, they did. They left. They did left. they? Yeah, yeah. And Ginny comes back. Yeah, Ginny. Well, they both come back. Yeah. But Ted doesn't. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um. So, like at first, uh, Jeff or sorry, Paul kind of tells Jeff and Sandra that they have to volunteer to stay back and clean up since they kind of broke the rules, I guess, mm-hmm. earlier. And then who stays next? I think Mark says he's not going to go because it's hard to take care of a drunk guy in a wheelchair. Yeah. And then Terry says that she's going to stay too, because you can clearly see that she is infatuated with Mark. Yeah. And then Terry and Scott stay as well. Mm -hmm. Vicky, Uh, Vicky stays because she's infatuated by. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we get kind of like our another first another kill. Uh, Terry is skinny dipping, mm-hmm. and Scott steals her clothes and is being a creep again. <laughs> <laughs> he like runs off, and then he gets caught in this kind of rope <coughs> trap thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Upside and, down. Uh, upside down, and. Terry doesn't want to help him because he's a fucking creep, but she does anyway. Hey, so she goes and gets something to cut him, cut him down. And while she is gone, he gets his throat slashed with the machete. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was just me, but two of these machete kills, I think they made a mistake on. They had the machete backwards. Yeah. Yes, I saw that too. <laughs> okay, I thought, I was like, okay, am I crazy or what? No, I really noticed it with this one. Yeah, he had it upside down, right? Yeah. It like, was... he cut him with, like, not the blade, but the top of it. Like the dull end. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? How do you fuck that up? I know. And then it happened later on, too, whenever Ginny uses it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, no, it was whenever Mark gets killed. Oh, okay, I, maybe. I think it was that kill. Yeah. Well, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. Unless it's like a double-sided machete, I don't know, but. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um. So whenever she comes back. Um, he's still hanging there, obviously, and like his back is to her, and she's like, "Oh, if I cut you down, you have to promise never to do do that shit again." And he's obviously not talking, and then she spins him around, and his fucking throat slit, and he's bleeding everywhere. Yeah, and then she turns around, and you don't see it's like the third person camera or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, you don't really see her get killed. It's kind of like off screen. Well. Yeah, I bring that up later. Later on. Oh, okay. Like you see her at the end in the in his little shed, and she's dead. Oh, was that her? Yeah, her and Vicky were there. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Why? What do you think happened to her? Well, I just didn't know if they'd like confirmed that she had been killed or not. No, you, you see her at the. Uh, she's like beside the shrine on the floor. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. So I'll have to remember that at the end. Yeah. Um, I absolutely loved Mark and Vicky's relationship. Me too. It felt like the most genuine one in the movie. It did. Um, (laughs) And she's like full on hitting on him. Mm -hmm. What's the one thing? uh, Whenever she says they like are finishing um, playing the fucking arm wrestling. Yeah. And uh, she says, oh, I'm going to need your fingers. And I was like, oh, where's this going? <laughs> <laughs> and she, but she brings out these little fucking video games. Yeah. And uh, there was too much arm wrestling in this movie. There was. Yeah, <laughs> there was. Um, fuck, that line is so weird now that now that you said that trivia about Sandra. Whenever she says, oh, if you want to wrestle, come wrestle with me. Oh, yeah. I know. Man, it's fucked up. Fuck. Uh, but the one line that Vicky says to Mark, uh, she just casually asks him. She's like, so how did you get paralyzed? And he explains there's a motorcycle accident. And she asks, are you going to be like that forever? And he says, the doctor says so, but I don't plan on being like that. Yeah. So like that kind of helped my likeness to him mm-hmm. he's felt like more like a real character yeah like he had some sort of motivation in life and then vicky just <laughs> says well your legs don't work what about everything else down there then <laughs> <laughs> he says he gets by or something like that yeah and uh so they like say she says do you want to spend the night together and he says back oh i was gonna ask you the same thing so their relationship like instantly you kind of feel for both of them like you like both the characters mm-hmm. it's kind of like refreshing to see because you don't really see relationships like this in slasher movies no like it's no. always just like sex and i mean obviously they were planning on having sex but it actually felt like a legitimate relationship it did it did yeah whereas like sandra and jeff mm-hmm. it seems like there's kind of like thrown together whereas these two you can tell just by like the way they look at each other, like the actors, the way they acted. Well, it helps too that she had a mad crush on him during filming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a good looking dude. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was like a model apparently back in, uh, in the eighties and stuff. Okay. Um, um, I thought it was funny. So she tells him that she's going to like, I forget what she says. Like basically she's going to go freshen up kind of thing. Yeah. And she goes back to her cabin and like, she um, finds these pair of panties that she's going to put on and they were legit like shit brown underwear. And I was just <laughs> like, ah, this is sexy to you. Like you should have just left on what you had on before. Cause it was much yeah. better than this. But and yeah. I think that Paul said before he was getting like his little like um, uh, sentence, whatever the fuck he was saying. Uh, he mentioned to the girls too, like, Oh, girls don't wear perfume because the bears are attracted to it oh yeah and then this scene like vicky just sprays everywhere sprays her tit sprays her crotch with perfume i was like <laughs> you're fucked <laughs> yeah you're just asking for a bear attack now yeah um yeah and then our boy mark he gets killed unfortunately mm-hmm. uh this was kind of a weird kill i was like i wasn't it. i liked it too but does the machete get thrown at him? Like, mm. from his front? 
Well, because he get like it slams into his forehead, does or it's like the top of his head, doesn't it? Like it's on his front part of his face, though. Yeah, like through his forehead and like. Yeah, but thing. like I don't know how the <laughs> the killer like would have done that without him seeing. That's true. Unless he was, yeah, I don't know. Because he was facing away from the stairs, like on the porch, and the camera kept going like back to the back of his head, looking like mm-hmm. like the killer was behind him, but. It wasn't. Yeah. But then he just fucking <laughs> flies down those stairs like he's <laughs> trying out for jackass or something. <laughs> uh, I thought that scene was funny. Like, it's not, I don't know. It's just funny how it like all kind of played out. He just yeah. flying down the staircase and down this path on his fucking wheelchair with a machete sticking out of his forehead. <laughs> it didn't fall over once. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and this was the scene where the machete was upside down again. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so the only one that is alive... Actually, no one's alive now. Yeah, Jeff and Sandra still are, and Vicky is. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, when does... Because right after Jason kills Mark, he right. goes upstairs to where Jeff and Sandra just finished having fucking rapey sex. Yeah. Um, and then he grabs that spear that Ted had earlier. Yeah. And um, uh, Jeff is laying on top of Sandra and Jason slams it through Jeff's back and through Sandra's chest. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I was kind of confused because you don't see it happen, but you see it go through the bed. Mm-hmm. And later, like right now, whenever Vicky finds them, Sandra's in the bed herself and Mark, or sorry, uh, Jeff is behind the door, like all tied up in the uh, the bed, bed sheets. Yeah. I don't know if he was planning on hiding both of them and she just got there before he could or. Oh, maybe. Or what maybe. the deal was with that. I'm not sure. Maybe. And, uh. Vicky, Vicky's kill is, it's kind of off screen, but not really Mm -hmm. because she finds them and then she gets like her leg slashed. Yeah. And then she gets like, I think she just gets knocked out or something, doesn't she? Well, he drags. Yeah. Oh, he stabs her too. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. And then she gets, he drags her body away to, uh, to his little house. Mm -hmm. Um, so now Back at the uh, casino or the bar, uh, Ginny and Paul are heading back and Ted is sticking around to party, I guess. And you don't see any of the other characters either that was in the movie. No, they're like, they're just nobodies at that at this point. Yeah. Like they're just an afterthought. They're just extras to fill up the screen, basically, I think. Yeah. And same with Ted. Like, I don't know what. Like his, he seemed like a main character, but then mm-hmm. he just kind of falters out. Like nothing really happens. Well, that was one thing that they bring up in the trivia too. Like that this kind of thing is like unheard of in slasher movies in a sense, because normally he would have went back to the cabins with them and he probably would have got killed. Yeah. Because normally in a slasher movie, there's a final girl or there's a final girl and a final guy. And then everybody else dies. Like all the other main characters die. So yeah. with Ted staying and drinking and partying, uh, 
he basically saved himself from <clears throat> impending doom, I guess, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And he was the lead in Final Destination. um so Ginny and paul go back to the cabins and they notice all the lights are on they find the blood up in sandra's bed and i thought (laughs) i gotta think i thought paul's gonna say like i told sandra to clean up after herself (laughs) that would have been fucking amazing Because he didn't really seem like to believe it. He's just like, "Is this some kind of joke?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So they they're kind of like searching around the house, and then Ginny sees Jason and says that he's in the house, and Paul kind of uh, fights with him a bit, and then you just see you don't see Paul get stabbed or anything. You just kind of see him get knocked out mm-hmm. like thrown against the wall yeah and um jenny's like running away from him and this like scene excuse me reminding me of uh friday the 13th the game yeah definitely because i think that yellow car is in the game isn't it yeah it is yeah there's yeah. two cars in the game and yeah that's one of them mm-hmm. um <laughs> I thought it was funny when she goes under the bed and then she sees the rat and then you just see the piss come from under the right? bed. I was like, I saw that and I was like, did she just piss herself because it's of like, a fucking rat? Yeah, I thought the same thing. I, like, it's just weird. Like, I don't know. That's an addition to the movie that they absolutely did not need to make. No, not at all. I mean, and- I, I'd be able to understand it if like, Michael or Michael, Jesus Christ, the crossover we didn't know we needed. Um, <laughs> if Jason was like standing right in front of her and like she's so scared that she pissed herself, but she pissed herself after the rat like goes in front of her. Yeah, yeah. And Jason kind of outsmarts her a little bit in this because he, you see, you think he leaves the room and then she comes out and when she's coming out, he's standing on the chair. Yeah. And it breaks. Yeah, I thought that was cool that he was just standing on the chair right there. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of uh, Potato Sack Jason? I mean, he may do us what he had, I guess. That's true. But like, what do you think of like the look? Like, I don't know. I think it looks kind of cool. I think I like it too a lot. Especially, it goes, I think it goes well with the uh, the pitchfork he has. Definitely, yeah. And they took reference to uh, the town that dreaded sundown. With his look. Okay, okay. Because the killer in that movie has a potato sack over his head. Mm, I haven't seen that movie. But the single eye hole where you see just his eye in it is mm-hmm. creepy as fuck. I agree, yeah. And it's been so long since I watched this. Like, I forgot what he looked like without that mask, like, without the potato sack over his head. Yeah. And I was thinking, I was like, why? I can't remember why there's only one eye hole. And then they take it off later on. I was like, oh, yeah, that's why. Because his <laughs> other eye is like down by his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to blank. Ginny. Ginny. God damn it. <laughs> uh, Ginny is running away and she gets to Jason's kind of house. And she finds Pamela Voorhees' uh, shrine. Mm-hmm. See some candles, her head. Her sweater. Uh, 
her sweater. So I thought this idea was actually really smart. Mm-hmm. So at this point, what else is she going to do? Right. Yeah. I love this ending. Me like, too. Like this is Me probably too. my favorite ending. Well, yeah, this is like my favorite ending in the whole franchise, I'd say. Okay. So she puts on the, the sweater of his mom mm-hmm. and she just starts talking to him and did, uh, what's her face? The actress come back just to do this. Or yes. was it like reshot? Uh, a little bit of both, but yes, she did come back just for these scenes. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I thought it was really, I thought it was a really smart idea from, uh, from Ginny. Yeah. The only thing, like the only complaint I have about it is like, how does she know how Pamela talked to him? Cause like the way that she's talking is exactly how Pamela talked in the first one. Yeah. Like, Oh, um, listen to mother, Jason, our mother's very proud of you and stuff like that. Like you've, you've done what I asked or you've fulfilled my wishes or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it, it, she sounded almost identical to how Pamela Voorhees sounded in the first one. Yeah, she did. She did. So that was my only like question about this scene. Like how, how would she have known how she talked like well yeah. enough that it would have been convincing to Jason? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So she moves out of the way of the head. So Jason sees the head as she's like pulling the machete out from behind her. Mm -hmm. And then just in time, Paul comes and he uh, attacks Jason and is kind of fighting with him. And Ginny uh, slices Jason the right way (laughs) (laughs) into the the shoulder. Mm -hmm. And well, you think that Jason's dead. So they kind of go off back to the cabin and they're sitting in the room and then you hear kind of some rustling <laughs> and she has the pitchfork and they open the door and it's muffin that's there. Yeah. And the same ending that they did in the first one. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like it was probably scary way back in the day, like in the eighties. Is that like one final jump scare? Yeah. Cause it's the same things from the first one. They have that, you know, calm, happy music. They see the dog and then out of nowhere, Jason comes out from the window and just grabs her without his potato sack on. Yeah. And then it like fades out and then it shows Ginny on a on a stretcher. Still she's alive. Asking, asking where Paul is. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Anything else you want to mention or talk about? Um, in there was a scene where they, uh, they they cut it out, but that final shot where it shows Mrs. Voorhees' head on the altar. Yep. In the scene that they originally had shot, her eyes open up and she smiles or something like that, but they cut it out because it looked too fake. I was waiting for that. So was I. I was too. <clears throat> like yeah. I just watched this movie whenever I got the uh, the collection, so mm-hmm. like October or something, and I don't remember the ending of this from yeah. that. But I was just waiting for the eyes to open in the head. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they did film that scene, but then they cut it out. <clears throat> I think that was a better choice. I think so too. Yeah, because I mean that would just be like one more final jump scare after the whole Jason coming through the window one. It just it's unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mm.
And, and yeah, that's it. That's the way the blood splatters. Yes, sir. All right. <clears throat> I want to, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this one because you like, you really liked the first one. I did. Yes. So I I'm, did. I'm interested to see your thoughts on this one. Alrighty, well then, shall I get into it? You shall. Alright, so for my story, I gave a 5 out of 10. Okay. Um, I didn't like this story as much as the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought a lot of the info... Sorry, my notes got cut off a bit. Uh, I thought a lot of the info dumps and unnecessary scenes like were in the movie that we kind of talked about. Um, I thought there were some plot holes in the story. Like, I wasn't quite sure if that was really Jason that attacked Alice at the at the end of the last movie, or it was mm-hmm. just something that she saw. So I'm not sure, like, how the whole storyline like met, mended together. Yeah. Um, I did like most of the characters in this one more, but a few of them didn't even show up. Like at the end, they kind of weren't there anymore. Yeah. Um, and I did like a lot of the dialogue between some characters mm-hmm. that we've talked about. So yeah, five out of 10. All right. And my quality, I gave a seven out of 10. Okay. Um, I thought it was really well shot. I liked the cinematography. I thought the acting was okay for what it was like. I didn't think anyone did a terrible job. Um, I thought the music again was superb. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the best things about these movies so far. Yeah. Um, and the special effects were good, but some mistakes. Mm-hmm. I, I put some mistakes possibly, but we kind of we cleared that up. <laughs> <laughs> there were definitely mistakes. Yeah. Uh, so five out of ten and seven out of ten. All right. For my story, I gave it a four out of ten. Okay. I said this storyline is a lot less believable than in part one. Like, yeah, Jason's been alive this whole time and nobody knew about it. And like just with part one, with Jason's mother being the killer, like it just it's a much more believable story. Yeah. And one of the reviews that I had read on this on uh, Rotten Tomatoes was it was saying something like, um, like if Jason was alive this whole time, why wouldn't he have just told Pamela that he was still alive? And. Yes, that's something I wanted to bring up, but I totally forgot about. And it, like it would have saved all these killings <laughs> in the first movie. Yeah. But I don't know. That's yeah. That wasn't even my original thought. That was just like that was a thought that I saw on a review. And I was like, I, I kind of dig that theory. Like he should have, you would think, have said like, hey, mom, I'm still yeah. alive. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need I to was, kill all these people. That's where I was kind of going at with. uh with mine like how they didn't mend together probably mm-hmm. yeah um i love the ending of this movie especially in comparison to the first one uh like the whole shrine and everything to pamela Voorhees is really cool like it's just i don't know it kind of adds to jason's insanity a little bit that he has his mother's severed head on a freaking altar yeah with, with all these dead bodies as um i don't know what would you call it like tribute to her i guess um yeah because he only well i mean we only saw the two girls mm -hmm. so i don't know if it's just the women that he brought back but i'm wondering if that's what he tries to do with all the bodies 
You know what I mean? Right. Like, cause we we're saying before that only Jeff's body was moved and not Sanders. Like maybe he was in the process of moving them mm. to there. Okay. I don't know though. <clears throat> um, and I thought like you mentioned before the part where Ginny puts on the sweater and starts talking as Pamela, like it's a really smart idea and a cool way to end it. Um, but I found the story as well, I've already mentioned that the story as a whole is way more far fetched and the beginning mm-hmm. sequence is pretty much like, mm-hmm a shot for shot remake of the first movie for the most <laughs> yeah. part, like not just the flashbacks, but I mean also with like the new group of counselors and all that shit coming in. Yeah. Uh, and lastly for the story, I said, although I do enjoy some nudity here and there, this one is the start of a trend of just tossing it in for wow factor. And it's, it's used fairly distastefully in this movie. Like it's not really needed at all. No, not at all. Like the whole skinny dipping scene. Like you don't, it doesn't need to be in there. No. And the whole now, albeit the director and producers and everybody didn't know about this part, but like the fact that the scene was filmed with a minor and she was fully nude. Yeah. It's kind of, I don't know. It kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth a little bit. Uh, As for the quality, I gave it a six out of 10. Um, This is the same score that I gave part one for the quality. Mm -hmm. Um, because I liked some things better in this movie, but I also disliked things a little bit more in this movie. Um, the kills and creativity in this one were kind of bland. Like Tom Savini wasn't a part of this one. And you can tell like it, it's not the same type of gore or anything like that. Oh, excuse me. Um, and also touching on that, like the MPAA was pissed at how much gore was in part one. So they made them dial it down for this one. Oh, really? And I feel like that hurt the movie. Like, I feel like they could have really dove into like the creativity with the kills in this one. Cause it is like a big bulking man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just like a a tiny old woman that's killing people. Like they could have really had some cool kills with this, but unfortunately they had to dial it back. Uh, I mentioned the score like you did. It's very similar to part one, but it's, I mean, it's top notch once again. I liked it's this is funny. I liked the acting in this one a lot better than I did in the first one. Yeah. And you were kind of reverse. Like you mentioned no, I, Go ahead. Yeah, so I thought like the acting in this was okay. Like I th- I thought the acting in this was better than the first one. For oh, sure. okay. Yeah, like I agree with you, yeah. All right. Cuz you said in the first one that you thought the acting was really good and I very much disagreed. I mean, uh, <laughs> Obviously, I have to go back and rewatch that. But I, I didn't think it was terrible uh, for being from the 1980. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I said, yeah, the acting was better, but it still had the same type of characters as part one, including a weird relationship between the head counselor and his assistant. Uh, the design of Jason without the mask is kind of silly looking. But I mean, for that time period, I guess it, it's all right. Uh, and touching on the movie that we just watched last night, it kind of reminded me of Toxie a little bit from the toxic Avenger with <laughs> yeah. like the one eye halfway down his face and like bulges coming out of the side of his head and shit like that. And on my closing note, I said on the plus side, no real animals were killed in this movie. Hey. <laughs> there we go. Uh, at least I don't think that dog was real. Yeah. <laughs> Hope not. Fuck. All right. So we know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what Dave scored it. 
The Critics' Consensus, Friday the 13th Part 2, sets the template for a franchise to follow with more teen victims, more gruesome set pieces, and fewer reasons to keep following along. Damn. Damn. Ruthless. What do you think the critics scored it? I'm going to say a 54. This might be the furthest away you've ever been. What? (laughs) The critics gave this movie a 28%. Jeez. Holy crap. Yeah. Really? Yeah. On 43 ratings. Wow. Okay. These movies get shit on. Like uh, some of the reviews I've seen like throughout this franchise it's like god damn that's crazy and the audience rated this one a 48 percent okay which is a little bit more in tune with what you were at yeah yeah huh interesting indeed all right man you ready for the scare section yes sir okay what did you give it for a scare rating? I'm going to let you go first, my friend. Oh, okay. Brains before beauty. <laughs> All right. Uh, my scare rating, I gave it a 2 out of 10, uh, which I believe was the same as last week as well. I think so, yeah. Uh, I said again, it's not a very scary movie by any means. This one did less to build tension than the first one, and the kills were less creative but there were still a couple of very minor jump scares Mm -hmm. that were likely very effective back in the day, but not so much now. Uh, My scariest scene, I said probably seeing Jason's hamburger meat face with the mask on. (laughs) Uh, Would I survive? I said no. I think Jason would put up more of a fight than Mrs. Voorhees, and he looks a little stronger than a 65-year-old elderly woman. Yep. So I think he would fuck me up with a machete. Would you rather go by a machete or his pitchfork? Oh. Like if you were if you're being casted for this movie and they gave you the option, like, hey, Brooke, how do you want to die in this movie? Um, I feel like the machete would be less painful, it'd be over quickly. Mm-hmm. Whereas the uh pitchfork I mean, you can might be able to survive depending where he hits you with it. That's fair. Yeah. All right. I can't remember what we did last week. Did I do the kill count and everything right now, or do I do that after? We did it after. Okay. All right. All right. So for my scare rating, I gave it a 2 out of 10 also. Cool. Um, there was a few jump scares, but there was a lot more kills. They all weren't that great but there was more mm. i think last week i gave it a three out of ten yeah you like did. Have, yeah probably could have given it two or one anyway uh my scariest scene i put whenever vicky finds jeff and sandra yeah um because i could just not imagine what you feel whenever you see like this happening mm-hmm. and you just really are in shock yeah <laughs> Um, and then would I survive? I put, if I was a camp counselor, hell no. <laughs> but if I was like a cop, I think I would survive because I would not just chase some random guy into the woods for 10 fucking minutes. <laughs> You're not a very good cop then. 
I guess not. <laughs> All right. So the extended version of the scare section. The kill count. Interestingly enough, going back to what you just said, that there was more kills in this movie. There's actually less kills in this movie. Really? Yeah. Did did not feel like there was more. I I felt like there was less until like the last maybe twenty minutes, and then I was like, okay, here shit's fucking pumping out now. Maybe like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because the kills in this felt more like I cared and more important. I don't know. Maybe yeah, because like nobody gets killed besides Alice for like the first like. 25 30 minutes i don't think mm-hmm. but yeah all right so the kill count i originally had that there was eight confirmed kills but there's nine because of terry i miss terry sitting at the altar but there is a possible 10 which would tie it with part one if there is 10 so it's implied that paul likely dies but we never see it happen or hear anything more about it and uh so like we're just left with the thought of like oh is he alive or is he dead oh okay um so the list of deaths i have here the first death was alice at the beginning of the movie she had her head stabbed with an ice pick and everybody in this movie dies by the hands of jason so alice gets her head stabbed with an ice pick ralph gets strangled with barbed wire deputy winslow gets his head stabbed with a hammer claw which we forgot to mention how he died earlier on. But oh, yeah, we did, yeah. Fucking wicked kill. It was. Uh, Scott gets his throat slashed with a machete. Mark gets his face struck with a machete. Jeff gets his back impaled by a spear. Sandra gets her chest impaled with a spear. Vicky gets repeatedly stabbed with a knife. Terry, we see that she's dead, but we don't know how she died. And Paul... Um, we don't know how he died. If he died, it's, it's up in the air. We're not sure. Mm. So it's a total count of nine, possibly 10 kills of this movie. And that dog, I guess. Well, the dog survived. Well, not the dead one that they found. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. What was your favorite kill? So my favorite kill was... Mark's kill. Okay. Um, just the the way that I think the aftermath of it of him rolling down the stairs was added to it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, th- I felt like it was the most uh, special effect driven kill. Okay. Yeah. True. So how's it go with that? Cool. And my favorite weapon is the pitchfork. Oh, nice. Uh, even though I don't I don't know if you see any kills with the pitchfork. I don't think you do. We don't. He he used it to try and kill Ginny while she was under the bed. Mm-hmm. But then he fell off the bed and it broke. Yeah. And then we see him stabbing it through her soft top on her car. Yeah. But that's true, yeah. he never does end up killing anybody yeah. with it. So, I mean, that's, it is a weapon. He doesn't mm-hmm. use it, but I just felt like it went with his whole costume perfectly. Yeah, definitely. So. Cool. Yeah. What about you? My favorite kill was, I said either Alice's with the ice pick, because like, 
he doesn't like stab it into her quickly. It's like a very slow like push into the side of her head. Yeah. So I thought like it was kind of like painful to watch in a sense, just because of how yeah. slow he does it. Yeah. Um, also, but I, oh. oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go. I was going to say, why the fuck is the cat jumping through the window like that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just, uh, you know, them trying to do jump scares. Exactly. <laughs> um, and the other kill that I mentioned, too, is Deputy Winslow with the hammer claw to the head. I thought that was really cool. That was a good one. Because like a lot of times in the movies, you just see them hit it with the hit. Somebody with like the blunt end of it. So it was, yeah, it was cool to see the claw come into effect, which goes to my next point. And my favorite weapon is the hammer. Nice. Just because of how he used it. Fair enough. I liked it. And that's it. All right. I feel like Sarah's cooking something upstairs. I don't know. I'm smelling. It's almost 10 o'clock. What I know. Cooking? I'm like smelling food. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, that's the end of this episode. You guys can find us on social medias at a podcast on Elm Street on everything. Uh, if you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our T Public account where you can buy some of our merch. Uh, there's a link to our Discord app and to our Twitch account, um, which we haven't been active on, but I really almost every night I say, Oh, I might stream tonight. Oh, I might stream tonight. And then I yeah. never do. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I definitely really want to start getting into it. Excuse me. Um,. Oh, sorry. There's also a link to our Patreon account, too, if you want to support the podcast. Yes, uh, and we love all of our patrons. We do. Any little bit helps um, make the quality a little bit better. And this coming week, we're going to be recording a patron, Patreon, patron, Patreon only <laughs> episode uh, on Mortal Kombat. Yes. Which I'm fucking pumped for. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're gonna be doing both the Mortal Kombat movies, but I I found that meme earlier today that I sent to you, and it was name yeah. a name a worst video game movie, and it was <laughs> Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and I was like, uh, yeah, it's really bad. But it's gonna be fun though. It's gonna be so fun. Um, so yeah, if you want to have access to those two episodes, join our Patreon. Yeah, any level will get you those episodes. Yes, for sure. Uh, I forget anything. Oh, I guess our next uh, episode. Next, yeah, next episode. So next week we are going to be switching slasher movies, and we're going to be heading over to Elm Street to talk yes. about our boy Freddy. Yes, we're very excited. Finally, finally. And we might have our biggest cast listing ever. That yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's going to be hard to pick and choose who to put it on that one. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Cool. That's it. All right. Well, talk to you next week, guys. See you later. <laughs>